listening to audio from Oasis Church in Winter Haven, Florida. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit our website at www.oasischurchwh.org. And thanks so much for listening. Mark's Gospel, Chapter 9. Andy, I'm just going to jump right to verse number 24. I'm sorry, verse number 23, Mark 9, 23. The camp verse for the week is Mark 9, 23. It's on their T-shirt. If some of them wore, I think Jeremy wore his, and it has, I believe, all over it. And it was on our, our handout materials, and uh, we saw it in different spots. The, I don't think anybody preached this particular verse or this passage all week, but it's the summer verse or the, the, the summer theme. And, and here's what it says. Mark 9, 23 says, and Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for the one who believes. And the theme was, I believe all things are possible to the one who believes. Well, what's going on in this particular passage of scripture? Well, a few things. Jesus's ministry is growing. His popularity is increasing. His, he's saying things with authority and he's doing things that are supernatural in nature. And he's drawing the attention of people in the places that he goes into. Jesus is, 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 his ministry is growing. People are beginning to follow. People are curious. Folks are hearing what's happening and they're coming to see him. Uh, we also see in this, in this context that Jesus has just recently given his 12 apostles the authority to go out and preach the kingdom. And he sent them out in groups of two. And he's given them the authority not only to preach the kingdom, but also to cast out demons. When they would come across someone who was possessed by an evil spirit, he had given them the authority in his name to cast them out. Jesus is also foretold of his coming death and resurrection. We know that this is happening in the minds and the hearts of those that are following him. And and, and in, in the immediate context of this verse... Jesus had taken Peter, James, and John, those, those three in that inner circle of the 12, he took those three with him up on a mountain, and the mountain is called the Mount of Transfiguration because on that mount, Jesus was glorified in their presence. They saw him in his glory for just a little while, and they were able to see him as he is this transfiguration. And and as Jesus and Peter, James and John are now coming down from the mount and they're talking about what they had seen and what they had heard and Jesus said, keep this to yourself for a while. And as they come down to the bottom, they find the other disciples in an argument with people from the town nearby. And there are some other scribes and, and, and leaders, temple leaders that are there arguing with them. The Bible tells us in Mark chapter 9 when Jesus walks up onto this scene that he asks the question, what are y'all arguing about? What is all this commotion going on? And and Jesus is waiting for somebody to reply. And the Bible tells us that, that this father speaks up and he says, I ask your disciples to cast out a demon that my son has had since he was a child. 
And this demon makes it where he can't speak. And occasionally he causes him to go into convulsions. And a few times he's thrown him into the fire and again in the water. And, and Jesus, I brought him to your disciples and I asked them to cast out this demon. And they tried and they couldn't. I'm just looking for some help. Jesus asked the father, verse number 21, Jesus asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? He said, from childhood. It's often cast him into the fire and into water to destroy him. But look what he says here in verse number 22. But if you can do anything, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can, if you can, because all things are possible for the one who believes. This verse and many like it have been misinterpreted in some many major ways. Folks hear Jesus say, all things are possible to those who believe. Well, what does that mean? Some will suggest that this verse teaches that God's ability is limited in proportion to human faith. The more you believe, the more power God has to operate with so that God has to depend, if you will, on your faith or belief in order for God to be and to do what only God can do. That's a misinterpretation. That's not what Jesus is saying. Others are going to say that this verse proves that God will do whatever you ask him to do if you'll just believe. Well, we know that's not true. I know that's not true. I've been asking to look like the rock for the last five years and it ain't happened yet. I'm just kidding. No, I'm serious. <laughs> no, I should be kidding, but I'm not. A, and God ain't done it. He's not done it. Not, and you know what? He's not going to do it because Jesus is not saying if you believe Ask whatever you want and God will do it if you believe enough. There's all kinds of folks that have asked God to do things that they want that have no connection whatsoever to God's will for their life. And they found, you know, well, God must not be able because he's not done what I've asked him to do. But others will say that if you haven't received what you asked God for, it's because of your lack of faith. Well, God, I want you to do this for me. God, I want you to do this for my wife. God, I want you to do this for my child. God, I want you to do this thing, and, and we need this thing. And if it doesn't happen, then, th you know, it's going to fall apart, and, and, and we're not going to survive. God, I need you to do this. And if it doesn't happen, folks will say, well, you just must not have had enough faith. Can I tell you that every last one of those ideas is a gross misunderstanding and misinterpretation of what God's word says when, when through Christ or through others, it is, it, it is said that if you will ask, God will respond. It's never about what you want. It's about what God wants and what we need. And it's about us adjusting our wants to his 
wants. So then asking God for what he wants, we know he'll always give it. It's about us adjusting ourselves to God who knows all and is in all and allowing him to do in our life what is best for us that we don't know. So the man looks at Jesus and he goes, I brought him here and your guys aren't able. I'm wondering if you're able. And if you are able, will you have compassion on us? Jesus basically says in this moment, sir, it's not about whether or not I can. What you're experiencing right now has nothing to do with whether or not I can. Rather, it's about whether you believe I can because of who you believe I am. Now, here's the thing. In this time, in this place... The Jewish community knew that their scriptures and their prophets had told about God's Messiah who was coming. And God's Messiah was promised to have authority and power, supernatural authority and power. When Jesus came on the scene and began to say things with an authority like no one ever had, And then Jesus began to do things miraculously that no one had ever done on their own authority. The Jews' ears began to perk up and say, is this Messiah? Is this the one we've been waiting for? And the Jewish people had to make up their mind, yes or no. The things that Jesus said put them in the position to have to decide yes or no. Jesus is Messiah or no, he is not. And many of the people, the common people, began to follow him because his word and his actions were all indicating that he was indeed Messiah, but their leaders Their teachers, the one who had authority in the place, were rejecting him because he did not fit their mold and he would not dance to the beat of their drum. And so now this daddy has come and there hangs the question. If you can, will you help us? Jesus said, if you can. If you can believe who I am, then all things are possible. Let me ask you a question. Is anything impossible for your God? Let me ask it again because it didn't, I don't know that you're exactly sure about that. Is anything impossible for your God, the God of the scriptures? Okay. Some of you will say, well, God can't make a rock so big he can't pick it. That's dumb. That's dumb. No, he can't make a rock so big that he can't pick it up. No, he can't because that would be contrary to his character and he's not going to be contrary. So anyway, anything impossible? No. This fella had a situation that Messiah could address. 
simply because of the power he possessed to prove the nature that he was. And Jesus says, it's not about whether or not I can. It's about whether or not you can believe who I am. Look what it says. Immediately, the father of the child, verse 24, cried out. Now, you notice this is not a guy going, um, come here, just, can, we, can we just have a private conversation, just me and you? We just come here, all these people are over here. I just really would like for it just to be me and you. No. This guy cries out. He goes, I believe. I believe what? I believe you can. I believe you are. I believe all things are possible through you. I believe. But notice what he said after this. Help my unbelief. You know why he said that? Because he's an honest man. He's an honest man going, to the best of my ability, I believe, but I probably don't believe enough and I need you to help me with my doubt. This ought to encourage every one of us in this room today because if you have been wrestling with the truths of this scripture at any place in the beginnings, in the middle, toward the end, you have to be honest and say there are things that you see and hear and understand. You go, I just don't know. That's I don't know. I want to believe it, but that just seems too crazy, and I, I, I trust it, but you doubt. This guy speaks for all of us when he goes, I believe, but I'm going to need some help with my gaps of doubt. What was this guy confessing? This guy was confessing Jesus as the Christ who can, and if he so chooses, will and jesus saw that a crowd came running together he rebuked the unclean spirit saying to it you mute and deaf spirit i command you come out of him and never enter him again verse 26 and after crying out and convulsing him terribly You notice that this evil spirit didn't go, yes, sir, and go. You know what he did? He ravaged him. He cried out. He he opposed the word of God, and he convulsed him terribly, probably causing the father to think, what have I just done? I've just turned this evil spirit loose on my son. Look what the next phrase says. It came out. You know why? Because nothing can truly oppose the word of God. We might stand up against him for a little while. We might rebel against him for a moment. But at the end of the day, what God says will be. It came out. And the boy was like a corpse, so that most of them said, He's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose.
Where did this boy go home after that? With his daddy demon free. Because of his daddy's belief? No. Because of the work of God who showed him compassion and worked on his behalf. All belief did was open the door to what God was able and willing to do. You would just imagine that you're sitting at home, you got nothing in the cupboard, you got nothing to eat, nothing to feed your family, and no money to go buy some. But you hear at the door, And then you hear my voice, and I'm saying, hey, Andy, I'm out here in front of your house, man. The church got together and and bought up a bunch of groceries, man, and I brought my grill, and Greg's coming over with me, and we're going to grill up a bunch of stuff. We're going to stock your freezer. We're going to stock your cat. We got it right here. Could you... Could you open up the door? We'd love to come in and bless and help. It's up to Andy to decide if he's going to come. Oh, well, it ain't. Actually, Susie would tell him, boy, you better go open that. <laughs> we know who runs that. Out. But anyway, amen, amen. Man up, man up. Okay, anyway. So, uh, yeah, you open the door. That's all belief is. You're not doing anything for God. You're not making something happen. All you're doing is opening the door to the one who can. Who can do what? You ready? Anything he has said, God will do if you will simply open your door. Not God will do anything you want him to do. There's a lot of things that that you would love for God to do that he's not done and intentionally is not going to do because your way won't bring him as much glory as his way, even though we don't understand that sometimes. But here's what you can count on. If you will open that door of belief, God will do anything he has said he will do and there's no limits to what God's power can do in and through you first of all if you will open the door of belief to what God has said about you about your sin, about your inability to do anything about your sin, about the consequences that come with your sin, but the opportunity that he has given you through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the perfect sacrifice, our Savior, our God and King, if you will open the door to his invitation to receive his free gift, you can have your sins forgiven, you can have a new purpose in life, You can have an opportunity to walk in the power of God's presence here in this life, be a part of his plan of drawing men and women to himself, and then ultimately you can be with him eternally as a redeemed child of God, not by your faith, but by his work. All your faith does is open the door to everything that God has said he will do if you will believe. And then as a follower of Christ, you know what you can count on him to do if you will believe? 
everything he said. Everything. But he's not going to force himself on you. Uh, He might come along and give you some fatherly encouragement on your backside, but he's not going to force himself to work through you. He gives you the opportunity to open that door. But here's the thing. If you can, Jesus, do these things, no, I can. Do you believe I can? Yes, I do. Then it's about opening that door and stepping into what he said. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to read some things. And I'm going to say it. And then your response out loud is going to be this. I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. So I'm going to read some things. And you're going to say out loud, I believe... Lord, help my unbelief. Now, I'm not forcing you. Listen to what we say before you declare your response. But if your response is, I believe, then I want to hear it. I don't want us to say it together. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is God's Messiah, our Savior? I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. Do you believe that Jesus Christ died in your place and for your sin and was raised from the dead victorious over it? I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. All right, I'm gonna leave it on y'all. I'm not gonna lead you through. It's gonna be on you. Do you believe that God has saved you for a purpose to be filled through your obedience. Do you believe that the Holy Spirit is sufficient power enough to fulfill God's purpose in you? Do you believe that God has given each of us, including you, if you are a follower of Jesus, a spiritual gift or gifts to be used to edify the entire body. God's given you gifts to be used in tandem with us like brakes and fuel in a car both needed for it to operate properly. One needed for acceleration, the other needed for slowing down. He's given you gifts and me gifts and us working together. God, the Holy Spirit will use us to accomplish his purpose through us. Do you believe that no Christian is either too old or too young to be used by God fully and completely. You know, he said that. 
He's not put an age limit on being used by God. So, so, so you guys who are, are old enough to know Jesus as your Savior and be asking about baptism and wanting to be a, a follower of him, God will use you and your little teeny gifts that he's going to grow like your little teeny body is going to grow, and he'll use you right now if we'll let you. And believe me, we're going to let you. And guess what? Those of you whose teeny little bodies have grown and now you're wondering how much longer you got, God never said, ooh, man, yeah, you really ought to sit down. It's, oh, wow, you're slow. You really ought to sit down. Never says it. You know what he says? Take up your cross. Follow me. Charge at the gates of hell because they don't have a shot. Do you believe that the promises and principles of God's word are true and valid even for us today? Do you believe that Jesus will guide you through any trial and over any obstacle that you may face? Do you believe that Jesus is able to give you victory over any and all sin and brokenness that exists in your life today? Any sin, all brokenness. Is God able to give you victory over that? Yes, he is. You know why? Because he's said he can what is your response? Confession, repentance, and then getting up and walking in confidence that you're his child and that you have an opportunity to serve him. Do you believe Jesus is able to use you to make disciples today? Do you believe that all things belong to God and that resources and funds will always be made available to do his work? Do you believe that no one is too broken or too lost for Jesus to restore and redeem? Church, Students, visitors, he is able. He is able and will do any and everything he has said in your life and mine and then through us as a body. There's no limits on God to those who just open the door. And step into what he has said. Of that list, there's probably one or more of these that that you might need to think about. Wow, I I think I believe, but when I hear it said like that, I'm not living like I believe that. I'm living like I believe God will use everybody else but me. I'm living like I believe that that God's not going to walk me through this trial, so I got to run from it. I got to do everything I can to keep this from happening. 
Or, or maybe I go, well, I can't do that because I don't have the money and, and I don't know where I would get the money and this, that doesn't make sense at all. How am I going to feed my... What has God said? He said, you seek me first and my kingdom and all these things I'll add to you because it's all mine anyway. You just do what I say and then trust me on the front end, on the back end, all the way from here to there. He's able. The question is, do you believe? And that question is super important. If you've come here today knowing about Jesus, being able to answer all the questions, being able to do the things that church world is looking for. Question is, is have you ever come to a place where you've trusted Jesus and trusted him alone as your Lord and Savior? And God has invited us into forgiveness, into the promises, into the blessing of his family, to, a, to a, a role in what he's doing today for his glory. If you've never trusted Jesus, man, today would be a great day for you to go. I believe. I wonder on that day. On that day, that fella made a confession in front of everybody. Not with heads bowed, not with eyes closed. He just goes, I believe, Lord, help me with my... I wonder if there's... Is there would there be anybody... I, I think I, I know most of the faces in here. But I just wonder, would there be somebody that would go, you know what, I, I need to confess him as Savior because I've never trusted him. And I just want to right here go, hey, I, I, I believe. Anybody? Never done that before? You say, that's weird, Kevin. Not so much. Not so much. If you know Jesus as Savior, I know we got work to do. Just opening the door, letting him do it. Father, we thank you for the day. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your love. I thank you for um, I thank you for the privilege that we have of being gathered in the name of your son. We want him lifted up. We want him glorified. And we want to, as a body, confess that we believe you will do what you say. And then you give us the opportunity to respond to you in belief. So, Father, I just in the, in the moment right now, I just ask that you would show us where doubt and unbelief is keeping us from experiencing all that is possible. God, I pray that you will encourage us in your love, that you will show us that you are there waiting just for us to open the door and step into the truths of your word, of the leading of your spirit. God, we ask as we move into this time of of celebration that you will encourage us. That you'll move and that you'll solidify in our hearts that we want to follow you with every ounce of our being. No matter how crazy that may look or sound, we just look forward to what you're going to do as a result. 
We love you and we thank you for us. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said? I'm going to ask my fellas over here. Stephen, I'm going to jump on this for you if that's all right. I'm going to ask my boys over here if they'll help me. We're going to go into a time of communion. And here's what I need for you to do. Gideon, I need you and Austin to, with that pail right there, I need you to work through. They just pass the pail down and folks will pick it up, okay? Just pass the pails around you and Austin this side. And then Jonathan and Jacob and Clay, how about y'all work these two sections? You know, y'all get over here. Gosh, you get over there with them too. You and Clay get over on the other side. And y'all just pass the, pass the things. Through. Come here. I got a job for you too. Now this side. This side, Clay. Hey, oh, you, you're fine. Go ahead. You come over here. As they get to the end of the lines, they'll, they'll pass it. You'll catch it and you'll pass it to the next one. Just make sure everybody gets one. Don't open it yet before you get it. When you get it, don't open it until I tell you. Let me tell you what communion is if you're visiting with us. Communion is an ordinance that Jesus Christ established with his apostles on the night he was betrayed. He was celebrating the Passover in the upper room with those that were the closest to him. And at the end of that Passover meal, Jesus took some bread and wine and did something in a very unique way. I hear rattling. Y'all better be careful. Don't open them things before you make a mess. Jesus did something in a, in a unique way with the, with the bread and the wine. He, he passed the bread down and he, he, he took it after he broke it and he handed it to them. And as they're holding it, Jesus says, Here, here's what I want you to do. I want you to eat the bread, but I want you to see it as a symbol of my body. And as he broke it, as he pulled it apart, he said, I want you to see it as a symbol of my body. My body is going to be broken for you. And that's why we're doing this. We've celebrated the Passover. We know what God has provided in the, in the past. And now we're, now we're dealing with what God's doing today. So this is my body. And they took it and they ate it. Went, okay. And then the Bible says that he took the cup and he passed it around. He says, as you drink this, I want you to see this as my blood that is poured out for you. We, we, we talked about in, in the Passover meal, we talked about the lamb that was shed and the blood that was applied and the, and the lamb was eaten. And now I want you to eat the broken bread that is symbolic of my body. And I want you to taste the cup, which is symbolic of my blood and I want you to remember every time you do this after this that this is about my death for you about my sacrifice in your place the Passover lamb in the exodus was sacrificed for the people and if they fulfilled what God had said in the order that God had said it they were protected from the death angel who came in through Egypt. Those who receive the broken lamb of God in his death and resurrection also can be protected by relationship to God through redemption. And these elements are reminders of what Jesus did for us. So as we've talked about, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. This would be a great opportunity as we remember what we must believe to enter into a relationship with a holy God. This would be a great reminder for us to say, in the same way, Jesus, that I trust your death and resurrection 
as, as payment for my sin and I fully embrace that and I step into that. God, I just want to be reminded of what faith truly is and I want this to be a reminder today of those things that I know you've said that I've just been sitting back on. I've been rocked back on my heels and God, I want this to be a day on the basis of my trust in Jesus as Savior that I want to trust him in every aspect of my life. That can be how we celebrate at the table today. So if you take that little top piece, the little thin wrapper and pull it back, it'll expose the little wafer. It's not gonna taste great. It's just a little reminder of the broken body of Jesus for us on the cross. And as you take it, remember his death for you. Let's eat. And if you take the other little flap and pull it back, it's just a little bit, not a lot, but it's a tangible reminder of the blood that was shed for us. This is just grape juice, and that's all it ever will be. But it's a reminder because of why we do it and where we are and who we are as a body that the blood of God the Son was poured out so that our sin might be forgiven that we might be made clean and that we might become in a right relationship with our Lord and Savior. If you know Christ as Savior, he said, take, drink, remember. The band's gonna come. We're gonna close with song as they do. We just pray for us. Fathers, we celebrate as followers of Jesus the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We look forward to his return. It would be our desire that he would return today. But if he tarries his return, and we have today and tomorrow and the next day, Father, I pray that you will put within our hearts a sense of urgency urgency to be obedient to what you have said and the urgency of our belief our adjustment to what you have said and to stepping into what you've said over what we want and what we think and I pray that you will give us just this burden overwhelmed to do what you've called us to do and that is to make Jesus known to those who have not heard I pray that you will encourage us. I pray that you will spark in us a new desire to go home today believing, trusting, and waiting for you to do amazing things. God, we love you, and we look forward to what's in store. Stand with us together, if you will.